to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. She wanted to make sure that uh, I knew that, you know, this wasn't going to be, you know, the time for us to commit, that we still had other visits uh, to go because she knew that's where I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, she said, hey, we're not going to commit here. We're just going to go in. We're going to talk and we're going to have a conversation. And I told her, I looked in the face and I said, yes, ma'am, I understand. We walked in, we sat down. Coach Brown said, we'd love for you to come. I said, I'm coming. You know, she didn't, she, you know, all she could really do was uh, re- respect my decision. Oh, my goodness. Look how beautiful this production is. Look what? how beautiful this production is. You got Coach State in the background. In the background. You got my, my camera looking all, you know, nice and smooth and all that good stuff. You got Dennis looking slim. Well, well first of all, you should be looking smooth. <laughs> Your name is show smooth. So that is built in. And it's the, it's the shirt for me. For those who are actually watching this and not listening, it's 100% the shirt. People can tell. If I turn to the side for a side profile, people are like, good God. <laughs> turn the camera off. And plus you're the looking good though. Land. All right, oh, you, you're well, getting your summer body in. I see you. And if well, you're listening, if you're listening, you gotta li- you gotta go watch the video. We're on uh, the 99.9 the fans uh, YouTube. I'm sorry, 99.9 the fans YouTube. Yeah, um, we're we're on there, so you can watch the interviews and, and watch us converse back and forth. But yeah, I mean, I'm about to turn 35 next you know in June, and hey. uh, you know I'm still a single guy. I, you know I gotta welcome to the 35 club. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, yeah, you're well, listening to Coach State Podcast. Yes, this is Coach State Podcast. Yeah, we, we forgot to say that at the beginning, but we're going to keep rolling. I'm Chris Lee. Well, well, and I'm Dennis Cox. You can give me a follow at the fan rookie. Plus, here's the thing. People can see our background, Chris, for those who are watching. So yeah. they, are in, they know who we are. This episode of the Coach State Podcast, I'm going to – I really enjoyed this uh, interview. We talked yeah. with somebody. When you, when you think of a running back, mm-hmm. there's a few people that you think of immediately. And for mm-hmm. me – it is Emmett Smith. Yeah. It is uh, Barry Sanders. Yeah. And it is Natron Means. Oh, one and of the I best names in football history, by the way. One of the best names ever. Yes. And I and I absolutely mean that. And I'm not, and that's not a pun. Like when I was growing up, I always heard that is a bad boy. That is yeah. those are the exact words I yeah. always heard from my dad and from other people in the barbershop. They just thought he could run over everybody and that's pretty much what he did and he yeah he did he did he the guy was built like a fire hydrant but could <laughs> run like barry sanders it was yeah it was so fun to watch i remember just watching watching games growing up it was like that name always stood out nate Trom means and it's just this yeah. dude that would just run you over you know mm-hmm. just watching him as a kid growing up and watching him play in the super bowl it's just like dude that dude that dude is that dude, and he was the fiercest as it could be as a running back. And in an era when you mentioned guys like Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders, some of the more elusive yeah. guys that we've seen, and yeah, but that guy was the that guy was just give him the rock twenty times a game, and he's will get you a hundred yards. But then also he could catch passes out the backfield. Yeah, so, you know that's you know running backs have always kind of done that, but. I think lately, the last you know five ten years or so, that's been a real, um, I guess, emphasis on running backs. Like, how can, can you run routes as well? Like the whole new Christian McCaffrey thing, and, yeah. and you know he could also do that. You know, and and catch a touchdown on you on your head. Don't put the linebacker on him because he will he will 
outrun him for sure. Yeah, you can almost say he was with his size and his ability to catch the ball. You can almost say he was a little bit ahead of his time. Like you mentioned, you you hear with running back evaluations when it comes to drafts, it's like, well, he his pass catching ability isn't that great. Um, right. you know, re- regarding you know NFL prospects. So that is something to say for a guy that his size and his ability to catch the ball in the backfield. Yeah, he was ahead of his time. I will always think of what, you know, what could have been if he played in a different era. You know, if he played in this era, which he'll talk about, man, if, you know, spread the field out a little bit. I got all this open space to work with. Boy, who knows what I could have done. And and another thing, too, and I don't we didn't have a chance to ask him this. But I, I know that this would have been this would have made a difference. But the sports science from yeah. today versus what it was in the early 90s when he was in college um, mm-hmm. and how kids can have certain things to do to keep them healthy or make them stronger in certain areas or just simply yeah. the things that, you know, that could elongate your career. There are probably certain things that, you know, if he were coming up these days. He instead of having the the career he had, I think it was like eight or nine years in the NFL, probably could have been, you know, 12, 13, 14 year career in the NFL uh, in, in producing at the level that he produced that. I, I sit there and think now what what I know now, if I knew that then, you know, what you know, how different my college lacrosse career could have been just all the things that we know now, even just personally, just in our business, you know, if we if we knew how things were going to change. You yeah. know, 2008, you know, 2009, you know, we could have been, you know, one of those people that were ahead of the game. So I think a lot of people can can say that or relate to that in some sort of way. But in sports specifically, yeah, the early 90s compared to the last five years, the things that we have learned and how training has changed. Yeah, it's it's night and day, night and day compared to what it was. Uh, definitely enjoyed this interview with Natron Means, uh, former UNC Chapel Hill running back now current offensive analyst for the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, He'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, his uh, time coaching in the CIAA as far Mm -hmm. as, and then also we cross paths uh, when he was at Winston-Salem State and I was at WXI on the sidelines at Bowman Gray Stadium covering Winston-Salem State. Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about that. And also just, you know, different things that, how he feels about the state of North Carolina and uh, different things that went on in his professional career. And also, his favorite nickname. Oh, got to stick around for that on the Culture State Podcast with Natron Means, hosted by me, Chris Lee, and me, Dennis Cox. Natron Means, after this. All right, Dennis, growing up in Greensboro, I was always, I always heard this name. This was like the first name of a running back I heard. And my dad kept saying, that guy is a bad boy. <laughs> and his name is Natron Means. Yes. And uh, now he's back with uh, UNC Chapel Hill as an offensive analyst. So, of course, we have to have him on a Culture State podcast because that name rings bells in North Carolina. Mr. Means, how you doing today? Doing well, sir. How are you guys? Great. Uh, thank you for coming on. First off, uh, you're back uh, on the sidelines with uh, Mac Brown, but this time uh, you're you're in his coaching tree. How, do, how does it feel? How did that uh, come up? And, and you know, how does it feel to be back on the sidelines at, at your alma mater? Oh man, it's a uh, you know awesome opportunity. Uh, you know, words can't describe um, you know the feeling. Um, you know what it's like to um, you know come back in a different role at a place where um, you know I created so many special memories in my life. Um, you know, on the football field. Um, you know, my wife. Um, you know, she and I met there. Um, you know, having a chance to 
um, you know, uh, create so many, um, you know, lifelong friendships. Uh, having a chance to get back and work under Coach Brown is definitely an awesome feeling. Now, I'm wondering, Natron, just your time here at North Carolina, when you went out to the West Coast, where did people ask you, hey, what, what was it like out there living in North Carolina? Because you're out there with the San Diego Chargers. I'm sure there probably weren't many people who knew what anything about North Carolina out there at that time. <laughs> yeah, correct. So, you know, being on the West Coast um, was 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 very different. I soon realized that uh, you know I was, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say out of my element, but I had to get used to some um, you know new surroundings. Uh, I remember um, you know um, uh, a funny story I like to tell is that uh, before I moved to San Diego. Uh, you know, I used to think that uh, Taco Bell was Mexican food, so I I, I got a real awakening <laughs> there. Um, you know, and and um, you know, traveling so far, um, you know, people have their perceptions of North Carolina, um, so that always made for um, you know interesting conversation. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was it was definitely a change uh, from what I was used to. Uh, great weather though, so I could never be upset with that. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing about Cali, like yeah. the, the weather, especially Southern California. The weather is just always amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I know that um, you were out there with the Chargers for a little bit, but I think the the amazing thing when I was going back and, and just kind of researching your career, because a lot of it happened when I was young okay. and, and just remembering things. Um, you were the at the time. It's since been broken. But at the time, you were the youngest person to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, little little like when when history fact. When, when that happened, first off, I'm sure you're you're in the game and you're not thinking about that. But when did you find out about that stat that you were the youngest person to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl? How did that make you feel? Um, you know what? After the game, I found out a lot of my buddies were calling me, hitting me up on it. I'm not sure if it was brought up immediately after the game. Um, if it was, I probably didn't remember. I was still a little salty over just getting taken to the woodshed. Um, you know, by the 49ers. So. You're right at that time. Um, obviously, those thoughts never did cross my mind. Afterwards, right, you come to realize that, you know, even though things didn't turn out the way we had hoped and, uh, you know, as the, as far as the game is concerned, um, you know, I was able to, um, you know, celebrate a, 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 a individual accomplishment that, you know, only comes to realization because of the guys who were, um, you know, obviously up front blocking and, 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 you know, everybody played a vital role in putting us in that position. And, you know, I was just fortunate enough at a young age, man, to be able to get that peel across the goal line. You know, Chris, when you think about it, you look at Natron being one of the youngest to ever score a touchdown at the time, the youngest to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, a North Carolina running back, Willie Parker, the longest Super Bowl run in Super, the longest touchdown run in Super Bowl history, another North Carolina running back. So I'm curious, Natron, seems to be a little bit of a lineage of running backs coming out of North Carolina, at least having success in the Super Bowl. You had a couple of young guys that just left the program, Javante Williams, Michael, Michael Carter. Yep. So can these guys, you know, be that next line of great North Carolina running backs we've seen? Oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, we definitely hope so. And I think, um, you know, anybody who's paid attention to, you know, what those guys have done in college, I think, uh, you know, the body of work that they have shown, the amount of production that each one has produced um, would only lead us to believe that, you know, success lies ahead for those guys. I know for me, um, you know, as I was growing up as a young kid in North Carolina, something that uh, obviously drew me to the university was the tradition of, uh, uh, you know, of tailbacks who played the position there. You know, you can start with Charlie Justice and, you know, Don McCauley and those were guys who, 
you know, obviously were a little bit before my time, so I didn't get a chance to see them play. But now, you know, for me growing up, it was, you know, William Humes, uh, 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 you know, Tyrone Anthony, uh, you know, Kennard Martin, you know, Kelvin Bryan, you know, Ethan Horton. Um, you know, those were the guys. Derek Fenner, as I was coming up, you know, those were the guys who I idolized and wanted to, um, you know, get a chance to be a part of that program to make my stamp on that running back room. So I know that, you know, when I arrived at the university, uh, the tailback tradition was something that was <clears throat> thoroughly marketed and pushed. Um, you know, I think we went on the drop there for a while without having a thousand yard back. I think Linton came back and put us on the map. But again, you talk about the names, uh, you know, Curtis and Leon Johnson, uh, uh, I, I, you know, Gio Bernard, uh, the the history and the tradition in that running back room is definitely there. I'm, 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 I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And uh, definitely b- believe that uh, Javante and Michael are just going to be uh, the next two to add their, their names to a long list of talented guys that played here. I want to ask you a little bit about Mac Brown. Um, I was still at WXI in Winston-Salem uh, when he you know, came back and, um, and, and it was announced. And I went to that introductory press conference to cover it. And um, I remember him as a kid and I remember him at Texas, but I had forgotten how um how just charismatic he is mm-hmm. and like when i at that introductory press conference i was like wow you know i would love to actually play for this guy you know just because he just seems like such a cool guy what was your first interaction with mac brown and what was it about him and the program that made you want to come to carolina in the first place and then not only just that come back years later to help him rebuild the program <clears throat> so for me i like to tell the story that i was probably um, one of the easiest recruits that uh, Coach, Coach Brown ever signed uh, growing up. Um, you know, I was a big Tar Heel fan. Um, you know, that was, I knew that was the place for, for me. And if given the opportunity, uh, it's it was going to be where I was going to attend college. I used to go and uh, I used to I used to have a routine where um, <clears throat> on Saturday nights, I would ask my mother if I could spend the night at my grandmother's house. and But I would leave my church shoes at home. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't have to go to church the next day, I, you know, because my mother was expecting me to ride to church with my grandmother. And then I'd go home with her uh, after the service. So I had a, re- a routine where I would go go to my grandmother's house on Saturday night. I'd leave my church shoes at home on, uh, and on purpose. And Sunday morning, aha, I don't have that. I don't have the shoes to complete my outfit, so I don't have to go to church. Uh, so that allowed me an opportunity to stay at home, right, and watch the Dick Crumb show. So I would do that. I did that probably about three or four times before my grandmother finally caught on. Uh, and, you know, she had me in the back of the church with my Sunday best on in my tennis shoes. Uh, but, you know, she she finally figured out what I was doing. So, you know, kind of a, 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 a brief explanation as to, you know, my affinity for the university and the football program in itself. Uh, <clears throat> when I was coming out um, of college, I only took one official visit. You know, that was to the university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I had visits set up at Florida State, at Tennessee, at, you know, South Carolina, some pretty uh, decent football programs. But, you know, I only took one. I, I remember <clears throat> my mother, before we went in to a one-on-one meeting with Coach Brown, and, um, you know, she wanted to make sure that uh, I knew that, you know, this wasn't going to be, you know, the time for us to commit, that we still had other visits uh, to go because she knew that's where I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, she said, hey, we're not going to commit here. We're just going to go in. We're going to talk and we're going to have this conversation. And I told her, I looked in the face and I said, yes, ma'am, I understand. We walked in. We sat down. Coach Brown said, we'd love for you to come. I said, I'm coming. 
you know, so it's, <laughs> if, you, know, if, 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 you know, she didn't, she, you know, all she could really do was uh, respect my decision. So, uh, you know, just for me, uh, you know, they, you know, North Carolina has always been the place for me, um, you know, having coach Brown there, um, you know, was just an extra added bonus. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've asked him a couple of times because I didn't realize, um, you know, I've asked him a couple of times since I've been back because I didn't realize, um, obviously, while um, I was there as a player um, and he had just arrived as our coach and he was only 36 years old at the time when he came in and, you know, and became my head coach. And, uh, you know, that's been an interesting topic of conversation uh, as well. And now to see him, um, you know, in his current role, um, you know, while, uh, uh, you know, still serving as the head coach, but, you know, he's more of an, you know, he's got, you know, the head, the head coach doesn't seem to be a, a, a big enough title. Uh, you know, to 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 really describe what you know what coach he is to to, to the university. You know, uh, football ambassador. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, ambassador for the university. I don't, I don't know where to start. Um, you know, or where to end. But it's just been, uh, you know, amazing to see him come back and to see his energy and to see him, um, you know, interact and you know talk to 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 the guys and you know the the way that you know he you know navigates. Um, you know, all of the issues that are, you know, currently going on within our society, you know, in our, in our society that all of our players feel, right, mm -hmm. that all of our players feel coach speaks to it daily. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he speaks to it daily and, and, and you know, in only a way that, you know, he can, right, and in, in, in only a way that he can that brings the most, um, you know, out of the young man in this program. Hmm. What are those conversations, like you said, they're on a daily basis, what, what, can you dive more into what those conversations are like and how your your team your team responds to that? Oh, I mean, well, you know, coach just you know when 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 coach Brown, um, you know, addresses the team um, whenever there is a um, significant um, you know issue or a you know significant story or a significant theme that's you know taking place um, in our society, um, you know, at times those are you know, the conversations that are being had, you know, it's not like, um, you know, we're in a bubble and, you know, all these things, you know, all these things in our country are going on around us and we're not aware, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's aware, but, you know, coach does a great job of, you know, making sure that our guys have all the information that they need uh, to make their own decisions as, 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 you know, as they develop as, um, you know, young men in this world and, you know, that they do it um, in a way that, um, you know, represents the, the, you know, that represents themselves, their families, um, in the university, um, in the, in the, in the, in the, um, you know, in the most po in the, in, in the most positive and best light. Um, so, you know, just again, you know, watching coaches, he, you know, talks to our guys daily and making sure that, you know, our players have all the tools that they need, uh, to be successful in all aspects of life. Um, and, you know, even if guys want to transfer, you know, coach talks, you know, all the time because the transfer portal is a real thing. You know, coach talks about that, you know, and, you know, he wants to make sure that guys understand that, you know, his job is to help them and to make sure that, um, you know, they're in the best possible place that they can be uh, to succeed and and, and, and achieve all the uh, dreams and goals that, uh, you know, they've set for themselves. And, you know, while as unfortunate as it may be sometimes, um, you know, that may not be at the University of North Carolina, but, you know, coach does a great job of making sure those guys know that, you know, you're part of the family. Um, you know, we love you. Our job is, you know, to support you and to help you in any way that we can.
I do want to ask you this going on, on that same uh, line of thinking, you know, when we're talking about players speaking out uh, about, you know, certain issues now, people are using their voices. Um, what types of things were, I mean, you grew up in North Carolina, you grew up in the South. What types of things have you gone through from maybe a, a racial standpoint to where you can, you can um, pull a player to the side and say, Hey, I went through this. This is how I nav- navigated to get through it. And, to help give them advice. What are some of the you know issues that you've maybe uh, experienced uh, in your time growing up uh, in the South? Um, you know, I think that <clears throat> obviously, uh, you know, growing up, um, you know, as a black man in the South, um, you know, there were um, some instances from my, you know, early childhood, um, you know, on up through my, uh, you know, adult life where, uh, you know, race was a factor, uh, you know, in those interactions. Uh, I think that, um, you know, for me, um, in order to, you know, share my experiences, um, you know, with, with our guys, um, that would be, <clears throat> you know, obviously we're, we're, we're open to that, right? Obviously we're, we're, we're open to sharing our experiences, but I haven't been um, there long enough, right? I haven't been there long enough in the university. I got there right before spring ball started. Uh, and as I got in, it was, you know, 30 straight days of work. And then the guys were out of there and they weren't home. So, you know, we haven't, I haven't sat down and, you know, had those conversations, um, you know, with the players yet. But, you know, obviously I'm, you know, willing and open to share any and, you know, all of my experiences. I think that, uh, you know, I've had uh, good conversations with, uh, you know, Coach Woods about, um, you know, something that happened, um, you know, when I was being recruited at the University of South Carolina. Um, while, um, you know, he was the head coach there and, 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 um, you know, it was just a conversation that, that, you know, he and I had, and, uh, you know, I never thought, you know, in a million years, right. That I'd have the opportunity to sit down and talk with coach was because I haven't, you know, I hadn't, you know, been, you know, that close in that proximity to have that conversation with him since the time when, you know, I was being recruited, you know, 30 some odd years ago, but, you know, coach Woods and I sat down one morning and just had a brief conversation. I explained to him about, um, you know, again, the situation that had happened when, you know, I was visiting um, the University of South Carolina and he listened and, you know, he told me that he was glad that I shared it. And, you know, it's just that, you know, in this time, right, that we're living, it, you know, creates opportunities for conversations, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, right, at, at the end of the day, you know, if if it's going to take, right, it's, it's, it's going to take dialogue to get to where we need to be, right? So, um, you know, if you're able and open and willing to sit down and, and, and listen, right, then, you know, I believe there's always a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do want to ask about the CIAA. I mean, you, you spent a few years there, most a lot of your time as a coach uh, in the CIAA. Uh, Livingstone went to Salem State, Fayetteville uh, State. Am I missing any? No, those are my CIAA schools, correct, sir. Um, what's it like, you know, there, you know, most of the time, at, you know, Winston-Salem State, what's it like uh, just being on on that level and, and, and being, you know, you don't have the resources that you have had at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. So you guys have to be, you know, super resourceful, and, and I'm sure you have to wear a bunch of different hats. Uh, but at the same time, you are, you know, a, a mentor, to a lot of kids who want to get to where you're at. What, what was your time like there and what, have, what, how has it made you a better coach? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, just because you said, you know, just because as you said, you know, you, you, you have to wear, you know, so many different hats, right. Uh, you know, you, your, your, your official title may be, you know, running back coach, but I mean, you know, you, 
you're a recruiting coordinator, right? You're a student athlete support, you're an academics, you're a weight room staff, you know, your equipment, um, you know, and, 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 you know, in some instances, right. For basketball games, your security, right. So, so, you know, everybody's chipping in and, 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 and everybody's doing their part because again, you do not have, um, you know, the resources, right. Of the major, uh, division one or even fully funded division two institutions. Um, so, you know, it creates more of a, you know, family atmosphere, I would say, because all departments from all across campuses are pulled together uh, in order to make sporting events or whatever event may be happening on campus, right? It it, it, it takes that village uh, to, um, you know, make those events happen, uh, you know, in, in most cases um, at the HBCUs or the, uh, you know, Division II schools, um, you know, at UNC, right? You know, I mean, there's a, there's a recruiting department, right? There's a, you know, there's an academic department, right? There's a student support, um, you know, there's, there's, there's student support services and there's a, you know, a point person who, you know, ensures that away from the football field that, you know, these athletes get everything that it is that they need to be successful, right? And to ensure that, you know, the, that, 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 that they are getting better, right? The the, the, the holistic, uh, you know, collegiate experience. Um, you know, you are, you know, uh, 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 you know, your meals are better. You know, your your travel is better. Your 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 gear is better. Um, so on on every level that you can imagine, uh, you know, it's going to be better. But you know, you still have guys who on that level, on the Division two level, right, have hopes and dreams and, you know, the same aspirations as those guys, <clears throat> you know, who are quote unquote playing the big time football. And for me, um, you know, the one thing that I really always wanted that I really always wanted to focus on, I always tried to talk to the coaches wherever I was at, man, was to make sure that we took care of our guys and gave them everything that we could because they deserve it, man. They deserve it. They deserve it. Those guys are busting their tails. Those guys are, you know, going to class, those guys are, you know, some of those guys are working jobs, right? You know, going above and beyond, just doing anything that they can, right? Uh, in order to take advantage of an opportunity to play college football. So, you know, for me, uh, it was it was eye opening in a sense, right? It was eye opening in yeah. a sense because you always hear of, you know, stories and, um, you know, you always hear guys talk about, you know, their experiences. Um, you know, coming from HBCUs, right? Coming from, you know, black college ball. Um, but, you know, having a chance to be, you know, um, having a chance to be in it and to live it, you know, on, on, on several di different levels because, you know, a Livingstone College does not have the same budget, I, I mean, athletically as Winston-Salem State, you know, and, yeah. and, and, you know, Fayetteville State doesn't have the same budget, you know, as, uh, you know, as a, as a Winston-Salem State. But you watch how, you know, different programs, uh, you know, utilize, you know, what it is that they have uh, at their disposal to make sure uh, that their student athletes have the best possible opportunities that they can to succeed. I mean, you can't do nothing but take your hat off, man. You can't do nothing but take your hat off because these coaches, these administrators, these kids, I mean, they're grinding and fighting every day, right? Grinding and fighting every day, man, for that opportunity to live their dream as well. I was a D3 athlete and I coach Division Three right now. So everything you just said about having to work things around with pulling all the extra weight and those low budgets. Oh, yeah. I 100% know exactly what you mean. Paint, paint fields, man. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you're out there doing yep. it all. Yeah. As we're wrapping up here, I wanted to know 
Um, and I'm, I'm sure Dennis wants to know too, like mm -hmm. what are some of your fondest memories and thoughts when you think about the state of North Carolina, not yeah. just playing at North Carolina or coaching at North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, what makes this place so, so great for you? Uh, you know, when I, when I, when, 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 when I think about the state of North Carolina, I think about, you know, for some reason, I don't know why I think about four seasons. I've always thought. You know, people would ask me like, you know, what's 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 you know what's 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 so what's so great about being in North Carolina, is that you know we get you know you get four seasons. You know, I get I get four seasons every year. I don't I don't I don't know why that's 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 always something that's that's been big about it to me, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you get you do get four distinctive seasons. Uh, you know, obviously being you know being from here, uh, you know, I think it's just a beautiful place to be. Um, you know, it's 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 where I grew up. It's where um, you know, it's where my roots are. Um, you know, my 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 family, my friends. Uh, you know, just a just just a large part of my life. You know, has always taken place here. And you know, even though I had a chance to get away and you know go to California and 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 you know be on that side of the um, you know be on that side of the of the of the U.S. for uh, you know a, a a a short period of my life. I mean, there's. I don't know. It's just it's just hard to describe. It's home, right? It's 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 home. That's just I mean, there's there's just nothing like it. The people, the 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 family, uh, uh, the memories, um, you know, the school. Um, you know, I can I can go on and on, but you know, it's 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 just. I mean, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like North Carolina for for me. Nice. What's your favorite nickname that anybody's ever given you? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite nickname. Uh, so. Uh, the uh, Natron Means Business was. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like that was, one. Was, uh, was probably the best one when uh, I was at uh, San Diego and we were. Um, I was kind of having a pretty good run, and I think uh, the uh, Berman used to call me uh, Refried Means. He was like Refried, and, and I thought that was just like the worst nickname ever. You know, and then I'm in, I'm also in the room right with uh, you know because Eric Bieniemy's on me. He was in the room with us too, and you know, Berman called him Eric sleeping with BM. And I'm like, now nah, he's got the coolest nickname ever. And, you know, and I'm out here, I'm like, I'm like refried. So we were playing, um, we we're playing Kansas City, and uh, you know, you do the production meeting, right? When they come in, they want to talk about you know scheme and you know your opponents and kind of what you think about the week. And uh, after we wrapped that up, I was talking to Chris Morton and the ESP and the ESPN guys. I was like, hey man, can you, you know, say something to Berman like? refried is like really the best he can do i'm like you know can you can you know can you pass the word you know can you pass the word can you get me a better nickname so um i ended up having uh it's like a i ended up having a good game uh against kansas city and uh you can actually go it's, it's funny you can actually go on youtube and uh we got some highlights on youtube and they show those those kansas city highlights and uh and <laughs> mid highlight uh berman says we're done with refried he just means business, and that's when the Natron means business starts. Nice, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> well, if you ever uh, start your own business, then that could just be the name right there. Natron means business. Yeah, that's LLC. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Natron means business LLC. Let me go ahead and get that jumping real quick. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I can't wait to to see you on the sidelines for sure. Yes, and see sir. your growth as a as a coach. And um, you know, of course, at WREL, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna make sure we uh cover you and support you through here. Love to see that you uh went from a player, did had your success as a player, having a success as a coach, and also giving back to the to the community. I, I love to see stuff like that. Hey man, thanks. I appreciate it, man. Natron means yeah, Natron means business. business. Exactly. I love no, that. No more refried means. <laughs> I, I I can't even front though. I like refried means. But you like refried beans? I, I like refried I like refried beans and means, but I like Natron means business as well. That's I think that's I, my uh, favorite one. But well, refried means is is not a bad one at all. Refried means it's not bad. Uh, Natron means business, though I think is is perfect. Now it probably would not shock you, Chris. I'm gonna just go quick aside here. I don't like refried beans. Oh my uh, god! Which, which which makes perfect what? sense because you like jelly and jam. I don't. You drink Hold wine. Up. I don't. You like IPAs. I hate them. So this is perfect. Hold up. Every time we talk about food, you mm-hmm. hate something. No, I, well. Is is no. literally? Do you only eat meat? Is that literally the only no. thing that you eat? No, not the only thing that I eat. Why are you such a picky eater, Dennis? What is this about? Okay, okay, all right. How did you this become thick? thick. This, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about slimming. I'm thick. Come on now. Now here's something. In, in, in this world, I, I think there are two things. Two things in this world you can be picky about. My opinion: one, the food you eat, and two, the people you date. Okay. Because both can leave you with a stomach ache, if not more. So that's the reason why I, I don't like refried beans, man. I tried, didn't like them. How is a woman gonna leave you with a stomach ache, Dennis? Chris, you're married. You wouldn't understand. Okay. I guess not. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. Well, whatever. Digestive. That's the reason why I don't eat meat because you know it makes my stomach hurt. Dairy no, makes fair. my stomach hurt. Hey, and, and that's part of you being picky. That's fair. It's not picky. I think it's more so for health because yeah. there's there when you're talking about meat, I'm literally saying, you know, if we talk about, you know, the the in vogue things to eat, I don't eat chickens, cows, pigs, fish. That's like four things and, and the things that come from them. Okay. Turkey, which is a lot you know of saying. So it's like that's, that's like five foods and and, okay. and the things that come from them if we're including eggs and dairy and all that type of stuff i, I just don't eat that all yeah, the great fine. vegetables nuts legumes fruits mm-hmm. grains all that great stuff i I'm will eat some stuff. beans i just don't like refried beans do you like mexican food some of it yeah so you you just don't eat the uh, eat the beans when it no just don't eat the beans i know that's like a shocker to you chris but if we go to a Mexican restaurant together, then you're gonna get all your plates with no beans, and I'm gonna get all my plates with no cheese. Pretty much. And they're gonna they're gonna look at us like, "Yo, what is wrong with these guys?" They're not even getting who that are full authentic people? experience. <laughs> yeah, who are these people? I'm probably gonna get a chicken quesadilla with like lettuce or something like that in it. You're just gonna get a, a bowl of rice with beans. No, you can get um like a chile re- relleno and you know just put beans or you know put spinach uh you know stuffing inside or you get um I mean there's all kinds of things like there's a whole vegetarian menu that you probably even haven't even noticed at most uh, at most Mexican restaurants. 
<laughs> can't say I've noticed. But either way, the reason why we're talking about Mexican food is because Natron means uh, in his time in California said he actually enjoyed loving uh, real authentic Mexican food in his time in Southern California. So that's actually part of the conversation. Uh, yeah. The reason why we kind of bring that up to a bit. But but Natron, it was pretty, I think it's pretty cool to see him go for, uh, basically come full circle with his, with his career. Chose North Carolina, knew he was going there. As soon as he got offered, I'm then. Let's go. And playing for Mac Brown, having his professional career, starting his coaching career, not coming back to North Carolina under Mac Brown. Yep. Pretty cool to see. I, you know, I absolutely love it. And um, he's one of those guys that I think will uh, be a, a change agent uh, when it comes down to, you know, helping uh, young athletes kind of, you know, uh, see their fullest potential. You know, he's somebody from North Carolina, went to the university of North Carolina, went and played professionally, also played for the Carolina Panthers for a year. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I mean, that's also big played in the super bowl and, and made history while playing in the super bowl kids will listen to him. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have him on this podcast and get a chance to talk to him. So um, yeah, happy to see what he ends up doing uh, at UNC Chapel Hill. Maybe one day, you know, Mac Brown is not going to be the head coach forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day, uh, if it's not Dre Bly, yeah, maybe it's Natron Means. Or maybe Natron Means, Dre Bly is the head coach, Natron Means is the offensive coordinator. Who knows? Love to see it. Would love to see it. You know, actually, something that's kind of interesting, I, I just thought about this, Chris. These kids that are being recruited right now, but their dads are kind of like us who watched Natron Means when they were younger and know exactly who that person is. Mm-hmm. And had a, have fond memories of his playing career. I actually still have, I think, a couple of his, like, like rookie or his, you know, NFL football cards. I think I still have a couple of those probably laying around at my parents' house. But do you think there's any Natron Means NFTs out there? There needs to be now. I need to get an NFT of Natron Means. Yeah, we do. That could be our first culture state purchase. <laughs> Natron Yo. Means NFT. Yo. Okay. Sorry. That's a whole different idea. We should definitely mm-hmm. do that. We should do yeah. like, uh, like culture state NFTs and talk about our collections. Well, if that's the case, this is something we have to talk about off mic. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about this off air because I have a lot yeah. of comic books I can show you right now. Yeah, not okay. here. I have a collection of CDs here at the radio studio. Which, by the way, <laughs> that should actually be a show in and of itself. Those will be collectibles. Oh yeah, those will are... be collectibles. I had to explain to my daughter the other day what a CD was. She found a CD. She said, uh-huh. "Daddy, what's this?" It's like it plays music. She's like, "No, music's on your phone." It's like, <laughs> no. So I actually had to go show her how it how it played. I actually have a CD, CD player, player in my car right now. I so do I. Like we're living in old times now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, now, that's God gonna wrap. Better she finds a a, a cassette because oh. I wouldn't be able to show her how that plays. Oh man, <laughs> the things that kids won't know these days: how to get a butter knife out of the drawer and like and re respool the <laughs> respool the cassette. <laughs> I know yeah. I've had to do that before. Um, or a picture. Everyone. I never did the pencil route. I used to use a butter knife. That's usually was my go-to. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the Culture State Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. while Chris is over here being angry. Uh, at Culture State Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me at the Fan Rookie. Follow me at Chris Lee TV. This is my Natron Means business face. It's a good look on you. <laughs> it's a good look Thank on you. you. My daughter thinks that's hilarious. 
Well, she's four years old. That would make sense. <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't know better yet. <laughs> Wait till she's 14. It'll happen. Or maybe she's a regular person and she just likes stuff. You don't like anything. <laughs> All right. Now you're Man, making like jelly. No, I don't like jelly. Okay. You know what? I'm... Jelly. IPA. Uh, Who doesn't like IPAs? I don't like IPAs. Who doesn't like wine? Me. Oh, my God. And then, but you turn up your nose at me when I say, hey, let's go get a vegan burger. You're like, <laughs> okay, actually, I went with you one time to go get one, but I did not have time. And you said, oh, the line is long. I guess I have to go. And I, I did. And I barely I made it where I needed to go. I didn't wait that long for my food, but it's all good. I'm, I'm going to get you a vegan burger. It's not like it's a dead carcass or anything. <sighs> Thank you guys for listening to the Culture State <laughs> Podcast. I am Chris Lee. I'm Dennis Cox. We'll catch you next time. Same Culture State place, same Culture State time. That's whenever you want to listen to us. The Culture State Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.